What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. You don't know what that ought is, Mr. Trash. I'd show you, but I'm too old. I'm too tired. I'm too fucking blind. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd make a flamethrower to this place. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! We're always entitled to the truth. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Lawn. The Matt Ramblings of a Gen Xer. Uh, bringing you another wonderful podcast. And I hope you're enjoying these podcasts because I'm enjoying doing them. Uh, I had a lot to talk about today. I had to talk about Big Brother and also known as the federal government looking after Twitter and keeping their eye on Twitter. We had the railway strike. We have... Um, uh, we have Biden, who's gone to the border but never been to the border. We we have so much going on, but there was an article. I was perusing the New York Post, and there was an article that says that uh, Santa lies traumatizes children, says Gen Z moms. All right. You know what? It, it It's time for Gen Z just to shut the fuck up. And go in a little box and live the live in that box. Go pet your puppies. Do whatever you need to do. But you know what? You no longer need to be released on this world because you have just reached a a, a point of of contention now that you are going after Santa, Sierra McKenzie, who has three small children, who ranges in the age of three weeks three weeks to three years, won't be taking pictures with Mister and Missus Claus. They won't find any presents tagged from Santa under their tree. Because Mackenzie 23 is refusing to perpetrate the beloved myth about the jolly man. And I laugh because she goes, telling kids that Santa is, is real is a lie. And I don't believe in building my kids up on a lie, said the stay-at-home mom from North Dakota. And the viral video about the anti-Santa rant um, has uh, scored nearly, uh, actually over 10,000 views over on TikTok. Uh, your kids can still enjoy the magic of Christmas without believing in Santa, she insists, noting that the presents under the tree will be marked from mom and dad. You know what it is from mom and dad? It's because of the fact that you need credit. You need validation. You need to have your children know what you do for them because of the fact that you are so ingrained in your own mind and you're so narcissistic that you feel that you cannot give credit to someone such as Santa because of the fact it takes away from you. It's all about me. It just makes you want, it just, you just want to smack these people sometimes. And now Mackenzie will still allow their children to bake cookies, watch Christmas music, but she teaches her tots that rather than being an omnipotent demigod who sees you when you're sleeping, who knows when you're bad or good, it's merely a make-believe character with no bearing on their holiday. The magic of Christmas shouldn't be built up on Santa, she said. It should be the gift of giving to one another. That's what Christmas is about. 100%. It's it's the spirit of giving. But you know what? In this crazy effed up world, you only have so long that you can be a kid. You only have so long that you could sit there and understand, you know what? There are so many bad things going on. Can you just give me a moment that I could be a child? 
Because according to her, it's potentially traumatizing to children. And I'm and again, it's a, you got another mom that says, I don't want to scare my kids into thinking they have to behave a certain way or what they were, if they were naughty or nice. And another child based on their Christmas gifts, says a mom of two, says Chloe, a mom of two, and parenting influencer from Utah. Oh, my God. Stay in Utah. Just, you know, don't don't subjugate yourself to the rest of the world. She feels that telling her two-year-old and three-month-old the truth about Santa is a form of gentle parenting. A trendy, childering style that governs kids with kindness and respect rather than demands and threats. Yeah, you know what? This is a kid. These are probably two kids that are going to end up on, with a rifle on a bell tower. Because of the fact that you don't allow your kids to be kids. What, do you go to Disney and point out to Mickey Mouse and say, you know, that, that, that's just a guy in a mouse suit. Is that what you do? And you look at the and you look at Chloe and her husband. I feel sorry for these kids already. I, feel, I, I think they're going to be more traumatized with the fact that these are their parents. As a gentle parent, I'm teaching my child to do things because it's what's best for them. And using Santa to teach your children to be good in exchange for gifts contradicts the lessons of being good for goods and stake. That's not what it's about, you asshole. That's not what it's about. You, you, you need some reality. You are, it, it's, it's something for kids. It's something to believe in. It's something to fantasize. It's something that they can feel good about in this world. It's something that the kids, kids look forward to. And you're not teaching them what's best for them. Great. You know, gentle parenting. Is that like helicopter parenting? Is that like all this other parenting crap that hasn't worked out? Because we've raised a nation of nannies who cannot deal with any type of rejection. I also like Sarah Ockwell Smith, a child care expert and the author of Gentle Parenting Book, told The Post that while there isn't an official gentle parenting stance on Santa, the myth, moms and dads should be careful not to weaponize their once lauded gift, guild, gift giver. Threatening kids and telling them, I'll tell Santa on you, is just going to kill the festive joy and make both the parents and the children stressed. The threats keep escalating until parents are left with the decision on whether to ruin Christmas and follow through on them or go back to what they said and it seems like an inconsistent pushover. Oh my God. Oh my God, can, I, I do have to come up with an asshole button because this woman is truly an asshole. It's just about, Santa is supposed to be, is supposed to be embodying the spirit of Christmas. It's, and, and to all the people that are like, well, it's about gift giving and this and this. He was, he's the spirit of Christmas. He, he allows children to have a moment of fantasy, to have, to have a moment of wonder to, you know, to, to, to seeing him for the first time in the mall and getting to sit on his lap and feeling the ability that, you know what, this guy is, is, is if I'm, you know, <sighs> gentle parenting. I, I keep, I, I'm, I'm trying to talk and read at the same time, but gentle parenting. I, what the hell is gentle parenting? When these kids grow up to be screwed up little monsters that can't handle anything in life because of the fact that everything was told to them and they have no childhood, will this gentle parenting be 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 the crux, the juxtaposition that causes all these issues? The threats keep escalating until parents are left with the decision on whether to ruin Christmas. No, my God, what? Who peed in your Cheerios when you were six? Because Sarah Ockwell Smith, you you had some you have some issues of your own. 
She added that spooking carrots and spooking kids into believing that Santa is a watchful know-all can, in fact, prompt lasting agony. Dun dun dun. The uh, it's going to be lasting agony. The idea of an all-seeing, judgmental, mystical being spying on kids is quite traumatizing. There's no surprise that so many kids cry when they see Santa. Kids don't cry when they see Santa because of the fact that, no, kids cry. Most of the times when a kid cries when he sees Santa, because you have this very jolly man in a red suit who you've never seen before sitting there laughing, and your parents are trying to put you on his lap. It's a little shocking. I don't think it has anything to do with being naughty or nice because a lot of times the kids that are crying are kids that are not even old enough to understand the concept of the naughty or the nice. And then I love this with millennials are also often lumped in with Gen Z, but they aren't on board with the ideas of, about Mr. Claus. My boys still believe in Santa, said Olive Rose, a 29-year-old, uh, 29-year-old Tuscan, Arizona mom, told the, told the Post, I just don't have the heart to tell them that he's not real. Rose believes that protecting the tradition of Santa is vital to keeping her tots innocent and hopeful during dark, time, dark times. This is a perfect word. The world sucks. Well, she used the effing word. The world effing sucks right now. She added, and adding that she's fondness and she finally cherishes the memory of believing in Santa as a kid. I want my kids to hold on to the magic of Christmas to Santa as long as possible. And that's what it's about. It's about holding on to the magic. It's about having imagination. It's, it's, it's about not having to deal with the world as it is now, but living in a world of your own a little bit in some re in regards to the fact that you believe in unicorns, you believe in Santa, you believe in magic, you believe in fairies, you believe in all these things, because when that magic disappears, you get into the real world, and the real world sucks. They have a few other millennial moms who said that they found a happy compromise uh, they said, you know, this kids, uh, this mom is kids is are two to six to believe in Santa is real, but to teach them, uh, that they are, he is godlike. He does not have godlike powers. I am Santa. Do what I say. For us, Santa is the spirit of joy and kindness and giving. He's not a threat. He makes them happy. But my daughter's ever asked me, Santa real, real. I won't lie. I always love it now. Cause it's like, I'm not, I'm not going to lie to my four-year-olds. I'm going to tell my four-year-old the truth. Because if I don't tell the truth, who's going to? It's so screwed up. The, uh, and, and like I said, it, you know, these millennials, and, and it's not, it's, it's some millennials, but it's, it's really the Gen Z situation that's, that everything has to be handed to them. Everything has to be real. Every, and, and they can't handle anything in reference to rejection. They can't handle anything in reference to a 40-hour work week. Why? Because of the fact that they have been, they, they, they have just been coddled so much. And then they reach this point where they hit adulthood and it's like, well, I'm not gonna lie to my child. I'm not gonna lie to my two-year-old. Then fine, you know, go watch a Disney movie and you tell them the characters of the Disney movie are not real and see if they don't grow up and hate your guts when they hit 18 because of the fact that you treated them like adults and wouldn't lie to them when they were a child and you ruined their childhoods. Then you can come back and talk to me about that because it, it, you, it, it's just disgusting. The thing that, that go through the minds of some of these parents now. Santa's real. You assholes. He's real. 
Maybe the fact that you never got anything you wanted for Christmas is because of the fact that you didn't believe them. Or maybe your parents, did you, and that's one thing I want to ask Gen Zers. Did your mommy and daddy tell you about the truth about Santa or did they let you believe and have a magical moment until you reached a certain age? I have a feeling they probably let you enjoy the spirit of Christmas. They let you enjoy the, 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 the moment where you can have a child. I, I, I just have this, I just have the, this feeling that they allowed you to have that moment, but you need to take it away from your children because of the fact that you don't want them to be lied to. So if your child is four and their dog passes away, you're not going to tell them they went to a farm. You're going to say, well, you know, you know, Rover over there, Rover died. Uh, so what we did is we put in a, we put him in a box and buried and hopefully the maggots don't eat him. Oh, that's better. That's a, you know what? That's I think that's a better way to, to I think that's a better better way to 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 raise a well-adjusted child. You just people they just make me sick. They make me sick. And other people that make me sick are are, are basically right now is the White House. I mean, you had the White House press secretary who 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 was an idiot on her own right sit there and says that. Um, uh, the Biden administration's officials are going to be paying attention to the reporting uh, and alleged information circulating on Twitter under Elon Musk's pro-free speech forum. They're, they're going to be paying close attention. They're going to be monitoring the situation. What do you monitoring? What, what are you looking at? When you control the narrative, when you control the media, when you're a part of, you know, they always say when you're a banana dictatorship, the first thing you do is you control the media. You control the radio. You control the newspapers. And that's the problem right now that Washington has. They can't control them. They cannot control them. Peter Ducey from Fox News straight out said, so you're saying that you're keeping an eye on Twitter because it might not be a suitable platform? So why is that? And then she replied, Biden has always said that he has been very clear in his beliefs that it's important for social media platforms to continue to take steps to reduce hate and speech and misinformation. We'll continue to say that, but the platform makes independent choices about the information that they present. She then continued to says, I don't have anything to share on the policy or any changes that we will be making. This woman is a big, is, 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 is she, she, she's just, I thought the other one before her was bad. This one's even more full of shit. I thought the other one was terrible. This, this one, she's just a down, she's just a downright moron. They have to, you know, you, you figure the fact that they have to walk stuff back from Biden. They have to walk stuff back from her all the time. <laughs> and it's a, and it's amazing. So Ducey followed up and said, uh, when you say that you're going to monitor some of the free speech on there, if there's something that you don't like, would you try to shut Twitter down? And then she says, I hate to break it to you, Peter, just like everyone else. We are very much monitoring the news. We pay close attention to everything that you're all reporting on Twitter and news a lot. So that's what we are paying attention to. We're paying attention to what's in the news and what's being reported on the misinformation that's out there. And let's not forget about the groups like the NAACP and the Anti-Defamation League and public health leaders. And we have very vocal about their concerns as well. So when they were giving out misinformation in reference to COVID, per the government, that was fine. When the Hunter Biden aspect stories were squashed by the Biden, uh, by the, uh, by the FBI, that was fine because, you know, that, that you know, that basically influenced an election, but that was okay. So when you can control the narrative, everything is fine. Everything is good. 
everything, everything is worthwhile to you. I, so that, so that, that makes, that makes more sense. But the moment you are not allowed to control what is being dictated, what is being presented, then every, then it's a threat. And, and then I love it because then the European Union's top tech official warned Mr. Musk to beef up the so-called proactive, or excuse me, protective measures to skirt the risk of big fines or even a ban in the 27-nation bloc. Yeah, go try to ban Twitter in the EU. I, I, I double, you know what? As, as Schwartz would say in the Christmas story, I double-dog dare you. You want to you want to show your true colors, and that's what these this government is. They, all these governments are doing right because they're worried, they're concerned, they're concerned that the fact that all the information and all the things that they had done are, can potentially come out and haunt them, because it's all about free speech. And and it's and in some ways, Elon's right. You you are stifling and suppressing free speech itself. By making sure that you can only give the free speech of what you believe is correct and not what may actually be correct. And then I love it because then they're gonna then they're gonna go after him for his foreign investments. <laughs> and and Twitter back, you know, during the Hunter Biden um, fiasco justified its censorship of the post, New York Post, by citing it as hacked material policy despite there being no evidence of the material being hacked. The reports transparently describe the laptop was abandoned by Hunter Biden at a Delaware repair store, and neither Biden campaign or Hunter Biden directly denied the laptop was authentic. But that's okay. We had to sit there and understand the fact that it was, it was stolen material. Ooh, it's stolen. How is it stolen? If you get drunk or high or whatever he was and leave it somewhere and then someone turns around and gives it to the FBI because of what they found on it. <sighs> you know, it, and it's just one of those things that uh, Biden said on his November 9th press conference. I think Elon Musk uh, cooperation and or technical relationships with other countries is worth is worthy of being looked at. Whether or not he's doing anything inappropriate, I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that it's worth being looked at. I love it, though. Here's the thing. It's worth, you know what, you, you, you limit the government's ability to control the narrative, and then all of a sudden you're public enemy number one. You have to take a look at his finances. You have to take a look at what he's doing in regards to his SpaceX and what he's doing in regards to Tesla and look at his foreign investors. You, ha you have to look at that. Because of the fact that it's no longer, you have no longer have the ability to control what can go on in this space. And you understand the, the, the meaning of power. You understand how if you lose power, it, it just, it, 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 you lose control. And then you lose control of the narrative, you lose control of your power. I love it that the, today also that Biden appeared to declare himself the greatest president in U.S. history. Biden all but declared himself the greatest president in U.S. history. I'll tell you what, the president said. No one has done as much as a president as this administration is doing, period. <laughs> Don't hesitate to correct me when I make them, he said. You know, you won't. You know what? I love it because he's 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 insulting the intelligence of, of, of most Americans 
who were sitting there paying almost four bucks for gas, who was suffering over 7% of inflation, who was worried about supply chain issues. And then I love it because then he came out also today and said that America was too stupid to understand what a supply chain was. He's like that old man that just talks down to everybody. He just talks down to you. But the problem is, he's as he's talking down to you, he's probably forgetting half of the shit that he's saying because he's usually wrong anyways. But you have to you have to extol his virtues because in some ways he's like Gen Z because if you don't, he gets mad and aggravated and yells at you. He literally is that 90-year-old uncle that you have that sits in the chair on Thanksgiving that falls asleep at least 17 times and, they're, and your mom is always like, ah, go wake up Uncle Billy. And everyone's like, no, I don't want to wake up Uncle Billy. You go wake up, you go wake up Uncle Billy. He's Uncle Billy. <laughs> oh my God. It's just this, this is just the world that we are headed into. This is just the world that we, we are facing right now. And, and I just love it because you know what? It's time to attack free speech because it's not free. Speech is not free, especially when you're in the Democratic Party. Speech is only free when they give you the information that is allowed to be free. And I think at the end of the day, more and more people are figuring that out. I think in the end of the day, more and more people are getting smart. And I think what we've learned today is uh, Gen Z's are idiots and Santa's real. And you know what? We've said it a million times. The truth shall set you free. This is Tim. This is Get Off My Line. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and we'll see you soon. I'm out.